Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the other side of the grave, I'll be your co-host, Dave Trumbore. Joining me as always, he's a stone-cold fox. He's Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, sir? Aw, David, 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 I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm okay. This, this, I will. This cartoon is a little rough tonight. I will, I will take your compliment, though. And I will say thank you. It's a bit of a backhanded compliment. Uh, you are a stone really cold is. fox, but once we get into this episode tonight, you'll realize that oh, that was actually kind of sad thing that he said. Yeah, you're gonna say that a lot That's this a... episode, I think tonight. Uh, I agree. This is uh, this is this is a subject matter that I feel like has become almost a weekly occurrence since we've started this monster, yeah. this uh, monster madness month. Unintentionally and... too. We did not plan this ahead of time. It's just kind of worked out this <sighs> way. What's our, what's our running theme, though, that we've decided? We kind of have discovered this three weeks into a four-week month. It's just de- just dead kids. Dead kids month on Saturday morning oh. cartoons. Not intentional. Not super uplifting. If we do not sound enthusiastic about what the content of this month has kind of given to us, it's because we're not enthusiastic about the content of what we have... We have essentially buried ourselves. Shit. We have... Oh, we are just... Up to our eyeballs in dead children at this point, yeah. and it is, it is not great. It's uncomfortable for everyone. Uh, it's uncomfortable, especially those kids. No, we we didn't. You know, the Frankentike thing was kind of. It was just kind of funny at the time because it's just like, oh, hey, that's a character made out of dead kid parts. That was funny. Yeah. And then, then tonight, well, yeah. I mean, if you know the title of this episode you're listening to, you know we're talking about Casper, and he's a friendly ghost. I think that's great, but. The episode we watched tonight's a little, it's what, 70, 60, 70 years old? Yeah. Yeah? So. Yes. Everybody involved with it's dead. I just thought of that. That's depressing. Oh, man. Uh, so that's rough. <laughs> Do you want to get into the we history are... of this before we get any, any further crap. down the hole here? Before we get any more morbid Ooh. when we're talking about a dead kid? It gets worse, ladies uh, and gents. Hang in there. I know. Hold your loved ones close. Uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost is a fictional character and the protagonist oh, thank of... God. <laughs> he's, the, he's the protagonist of the famous studio's theatrical animated cartoon series of the same name. As his name indicates, he is a ghost, yet he is quite personal. I love that description, by the way. I needed to include that. It's so cheery. It's so fantastic. <laughs> For such morbid content. Yet he is quite personal. Uh... Casper was created in the late 1930s by Seymour Wright and Joe Orleolo for a children's storybook. Let's get this children's storybook. Orleolo sold the rights to Paramount Pictures' famous studio's animation division. The Friendly Ghost, the first novel tune to feature Casper, was released by Paramount in 1945 with a few differences from the book. Casper appeared in two more subsequent cartoons by Wright and Orleolo. There's No Good Booze, Tonight, and A Haunting We Will Go, that were later adapted into novel tunes before Paramount started a Casper the Friendly Ghost series in the 1950s. Casper went on to become one of the most famous properties from famous studios, and er, with the new Casper cartoon show in 1963, two holiday specials, Casper's First Christmas and Casper's Halloween special, and Casper and the Angels, an animated takeoff of the two live-action hit shows Charlie's Angels and Chips in 1979. I feel like that last thing was just kind of like a... I didn't realize that Casper was as big of a cultural kind of thing. A, for that long, or B, you know, tied into weird... I, I'd never heard of that. That's a weird thing. I almost wish we would have like looked for an episode of that rather than this dark, depressing thing we're about to talk about. But did you know that Casper was such a big, a big deal? I mean, you knew he was popular, like, I, but you know he's this big of a deal. I knew he was popular. I guess it's just really funny because, like, looking back at this, you know, there I grew up and I feel like I was exposed to some of these older Casper cartoons, but you know, they they didn't really register. It was also, you know, in comic books every once in a while, yeah. and when you're a young kid, it was just, you know, sometimes if they had like free comic book days and stuff like that, like you know, and you get a bunch, it would kind of inevitably end up. Um, in that collection and so you know you'd get a little bit of exposure to that Um, but then really for me Casper was something that came about with the CGI movies that happened in the 90s with Christina Ricci the live action stuff yeah 
which really didn't do anything to make Casper less creepy whatsoever. In fact, in some cases, it made it worse if you go back and watch the movie now. Yeah. Because it's a, it's, a, it's a woman, it's a young woman who is in love with a dead boy. I don't know how much more of star-crossed lovers you can get in that instance. Like, there's, there's nothing that's going to, like, she's either going to die or he's, that, that's it. That's pretty much it. I do love how bonkers that movie gets, though, because at some point, uh, spoiler alert for a, what, 22, 24-year-old movie, um, <laughs> her dad is, is Bill Pullman in that movie, too. Right. So he actually, I don't remember what happened to the mom. I think the mom died. So there's, like, this crazy specter of death hanging over the whole thing, because it's not just Casper. It's also the three brothers, like Boo Brothers or right. whatever they're called. Um, so everybody's dead in this movie. And then, the, again, spoiler alert, the dad actually dies. And he's just like a drunk right. ghost kind of hanging out for half the picture, which was really weird and really strange to go back and watch as an adult. Uh, don't worry, everything kind of works out fine in the end. You learn that Casper is actually a hottie by the name of Devin Sawa back in the day. So that's fun, I guess, for Devin Sawa. Uh, but that was one of the first times that, like, they were like, yeah, Casper's actually a ghost of a dead kid. It, but, like, is that canon with the rest of these, like, early Wright and Orleolo cartoons? Like, is this dead kid canon? So, actually, let's, let's get into that, because in the synopsis here, because we're not going to spend too much time on synopsis, because it's just Casper the Friendly Ghost. But here's a little bit of a background on, you know, what his kind of ghost origins are. So, <laughs> given that Casper is, a, is depicted as a ghostly, portly little boy, there's a controversy among fans and critics of the series as to whether or not he is a dead child. This somewhat macabre premise was later abandoned in favor of the idea that ghosts were merely a type of supernatural being, similar to ghouls, <laughs> goblins, etc. So basically, they, sure. at, at some point, people started asking questions, and they were like, oh, that's, ew, that's a little hairy. Let's just say supernatural creature. Uh, in the 1960s and 70s, yeah, go ahead. Was there, was there anything that happened in Orleolo or Wright's personal lives that they were just like they lost a child or they lost like a brother when they were younger well, that kind of inspired I didn't, this? I didn't dig too much into them but it's interesting that they both came up with the character in the 30s but then when the war broke out Wright actually went off to war and Oriolo was he stayed behind and he sold the rights out I don't know if it was from under him or if it was just because Wright wasn't here at the time I don't know I don't know how that worked out but it's weird that the war kind of plays into Tonight's episode, mm. but also the creation of, not the creation, but the history and right. the timeline of the show as well. So that's, we'll talk about some scenes particular tonight that I was just like, man, like it's funny to watch today, but in like a wartime setting, like this was Ooh. not good. Yeah. Okay. So in the 60s and 70s, the stock answer provided by Harvey Comics in response to those wondering how Casper died, this is cute, was that he was a ghost simply because his parents were already ghosts when they were married. I love that so much. It's cute. It's real weird to think about, but it's also cute. He's like, he's a ghost kid because he had ghost parents. Honestly. Oh, yeah. That totally makes sense. Yeah. That's how dead birds and bees work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Learn something new every day. God, what a creepy, sad. It's, everything is creepy, sad about this. Like, there's not, you can't. It's great that Casper's a friendly ghost. I'll give him that much. But everything right. else is like, just got a touch of the creepiness to it because. You're talking basically about a dead kid. Yeah, and we, we've talked about this kind of before, that you know, it, it's, it's so easy with all of these horror cartoons to immediately introduce some type of conflict, you know, to have the sense of there being like a, a group of good guys sure. and a group of bad guys. Yeah. And like the bad guys are obviously like the, the mutant weirdo, you know, scraped together parts of a dead child that's been put together and then is being taught by Rick Moranis. And so, you know, you... You see this in these cartoons. We saw this last week with Inhumanoids. Mm -hmm. You know, it was very easy to make that distinction of something creepy and unusual that's not human, totally bad. Conflict introduced. In this instance, uh, sort of in the same way that we have uh, Gravedale High, there's not so much of a conflict that's introduced with this. There's really this sense of empathy. Yeah. We saw this with Frank and Tyke, and we're going to see it a little bit more tonight, you know, where you're looking at this, not, you're not, I guess maybe it's the intention, or at least what I took away from it, was the intent of the artists and the, and the, the storytellers was not to create just another monster no. cartoon. It was a way to use 
monsters as potentially a way to to draw empathy exactly you know or, or to make it relatable to somebody you know um, yeah the sympathetic based on sort of angle yeah right based on maybe like a, a moral or kind of an idea that they wanted to impart upon the audience sure like we had you know, talked it just about... so happens to have a dead kid yeah yeah unfortunately we had talked about it last <laughs> week in our question of the week uh one of our listeners christian i believe said you know, Frankenstein's monster was his favorite monster because he didn't ask to be brought into the world. He was just cobbled together from dead adult parts and then brought into the world against his will and then kind of like abandoned by his creator and had to kind of deal with that. And right. in some of the more mature aspects and adaptations for Frankenstein's story, that comes across. In the cartoons, they, they tease it and play with it because it's for kids, but he's definitely one of the more sympathetic monsters. I always felt the same way about King Kong, same kind of thing. Yeah. You've got this creature, this, this animal of nature that's just like a, a wonder of nature, but then he's pulled out of his environment against his will, and then when he acts out, people are like, well, what's his problem? So, and then shoot him to death <laughs> from the top of the Empire State Building. So for me as a kid watching that, I always sympathize more with the, the monsters, quote-unquote monsters, than the humans, because I felt like the humans right. were dickbags, and they were, you know, with the exception of more classic monsters like the vampires, the mummies, and things like that. Look, vampires just want to cuddle. Is that right? what it That's, is? Yeah, trying to create this new mythos about vampires. They're just looking to cuddle. They're just guys. looking for All that right? body Look, heat. That's it. Just, they don't have they, their own they, body they, heat. You guys are so yeah. warm. They're cold-blooded at this point. Yeah. You're warm-blooded. Cuddle with a vampire. I don't see. Look, Halloween is coming up. Just give a vampire a hug. What cuddle do you have to lose? With vampire. That's it. They get a bad rep. <laughs> That's why they get so close to your neck. That's where all the warm blood is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Ugh. And if you're Guys, don't don't do that. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> don't, I'd say don't, don't, cuddle with a vampire. It's fine. Okay, I mean, you know, just cuddle. Don't let them too close. Yeah, if you're gonna to spoon your a vampire, you got to be the big spoon. Just keep the dangerous parts in front of you. Yeah, maybe go back to like some '90s style fashion and get some like big chunky turtlenecks to wear. Yeah. You know, so the, they're kind of impeded a little bit. And a snap bracelet um, just for fun <laughs> and style. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I love that that's the style points that we have with this. <laughs> Chunky we... turtleneck and a snap bracelet. <laughs> Should we get into this week's cartoon? Yeah, I mean, the good thing about this one is it's relatively short. And it's not a bad cartoon. It sounds like we're saying that, like, oh, God, this was terrible to watch. It's not a bad cartoon. It's just rough. It's just rough. The, the, the theme, the content of it, the timing of it, it's rough from beginning to end. Honestly, the yeah. more you think about it, the more kind of depressing it gets. But um normally we start off with a discussion of a theme song there's not a theme song per se but there is intro music so how did that kind of set the stage for you i thought it did a great job yeah. uh in terms of and we we mentioned this last week with uh with mickey mouse and the gang they had sort of this uh orchestral opening to kind of bring you into that i sort of love that that was sort of a, a nice way to set the tone and set the mood for for everything that was going to happen um also, yep. it was nice in terms of uh, an intro because we got a little title card. Yeah, we, we did. We got a little title we card. We love title cards we, got here. Sort of, we sort of got an extended title card in this sense, which was kind of crazy. It was an interesting, uh, like, well, go ahead. Walk us through what, how they kind of set this up. So it's sort of a pan yeah. from left to right. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of this information, like, you know, um, you know a novel tune, uh, famous studios. And then we're sort of getting this introduction of, you know, some of the, the writers and the animators. Um, followed by also who is doing the narration right. uh, uh, and uh, as well as also the music. And then it sort of pans over one final time and it's like, and of course, starring Casper, the friendly ghost. And I'm like, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> it was, why, does, why does he look like he's pooping on top of a, why is he sitting he like he's like pooping poop. on top of a gravestone? He also stone? just looked like a clear, like a transparent poop at this point. It's, it's, not the, it's not the kind of rounded, very defined, like, you know, bowl-headed boy that you're kind of used to he's kind of just like a lumpy ghost creature at yeah. this point it's a different kind of look different kind of design but i did like that we had like a, a steady title card and then a pan that like transitioned right from that title card into a super spooky setting and right. and that rolled right into the narration which i really loved how they they started this thing out so frank gallup who did the narration for this what a voice yeah, for really only a, an eight minute cartoon did a great job of sort of setting the stage. And it was really weird because I want to say halfway through the cartoon, I really wanted his voice to come back. Like, I was like, us. please, yeah. 
Like, this is getting sad. Like, please bring Frank Gallup back. Oh, he, sort of re- he comes just, back. And one yeah, of the, oh, I know. Frank, I have such problems with the way you did it. But it's okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it. But it's just, it's creepy. But yeah, you do. You do open on sort of like this, this bog, like with this very yeah. heavy fog that's on top of it. And you get sort of this really dark, brooding uh, voice that kind of comes on and says, now isn't this a spine-tingling setting for a ghost story? And you're just like, oh, spooky okay. time. Oh, man. For like two seconds, I thought that maybe we were going to get like yeah. a creepy Casper. Casper origin story, just grisly murder oh. of a child. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Like, we were going to get, we get like Casper after dark, mm. like where he would just be like getting into some shit, getting into some ghost vices. I can only imagine what those are. Well, we saw a little Which bit. The, uh, I mean, oh, it, yeah, it, it was we hinted. We didn't really see too much because it doesn't focus on those guys. It focuses on Casper. But, uh, right. But, you know, we, uh, we sort of get this, this narrator that's kind of teasing you a little bit. Yeah, he's playing like around. He's sort of, yeah, he's sort of chiding you a little bit, like, aren't you scared? I think he was, aren't you afraid? I think he was trying to scare kids. And he was like, yeah. And then, so he pulls a little switcheroo on him. Yeah. He's like, relax. <laughs> that isn't this kind of story. Or this right. isn't that kind of story. But it's such a, Gallup has such a, a strong voice in yeah. this that, like, it's given to you in such a creepy manner. And then it flips. He really lightens up yeah. suddenly when he's like, but don't worry, everybody. That's not this kind of a story. Exactly. And you're like, oh, shit. That's kind of the story I wanted. I know, but it was actually kind of cool because they go, <laughs> they go from the title card. You're in the swampy kind of misty, misty pit. And, uh, and then it starts going up a hill, kind of up a path. And yes, we do end in a graveyard, but it does actually, the camera, you know, kind of tracks upward as uh, Frank's voice rises upward as well and kind of lifts you out of this kind of spooky setting and tone and lifts you into something that he promises is going to be a little bit lighter, even if it's not actually what happens. But I like the <laughs> fact that sort of the, the narration, the animation, and the music even kind of, they start out kind of macabre and then they lift and they get a little lighter. That was just like a really nice touch. Or a kid's cartoon where you honestly didn't have to do that. Like, that wasn't a thing that you had to do. Just a very nice, like, right. artistic touch to this thing. It really feels like, for as short as this cartoon is, that somebody actually sat down. Yeah, thought about sort it. of unlike last week with uh, Mickey Mouse, that somebody actually sat down and kind of planned out, like, what, what do we actually want to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, this wasn't the 80s of, yet. This was 45. So, right. Instead of just having sort of repetitious slapstick yeah. over and over and over again uh, with kind of like a hokey ending. Uh, this felt like it was a little bit more planned out. Yeah, so, I mean, even, even I did to the point where we introduced uh, Car- uh, Casper, the character, because we kind of saw him in the intro where he's just kind of sitting there like a clear turd. Taking a poop. Yeah, but when he's actually at, I'm assuming, his grave, his tombstone, it's again, right. it's a very kind of bittersweet, darkly comic, sad, but sort of funny moment that you just see him just sitting, leaning back against his own headstone, just reading a book. Yeah, so you, you mentioned this the setting. Yeah. Like he's reading this book. Like what's in this book? Like what is Casper gonna read about? Well, there's a couple things. So the fact that the I think he was reading a manga, actually, because the either the either the <laughs> either the screen had been flipped in a transfer or it was just because of the way he was sitting that uh it looked like he was reading a book called Animal Friends, but it was the cover was on the wrong side. So it looked like he was right, reading, right, a, right. <laughs> reading a manga about animal friends, which I love that fanfic that I'm going to write later tonight. Uh, it just looked like it was maybe difficult for them to cheat out. Like, I, I don't so, know yeah. what would have been hard for them to just rotate it to the other side. Well, like, why, that... why make him face? I feel like they started like he was facing it that way. And then they're like, oh shit, that's not how books work. And eh, we'll write it on here anyway. <laughs> so it's, it's animal friends, but it's written on the back of this book. So he's just reading about animals and you know yeah. how they're like, <laughs> just friends with each other apparently and there's like full color illustrations of just like tiny cute animals in the forest being friends with each other so if you had to like sum up a word to characterize casper in this moment for sort of the 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 state that he's in looking through this book on animals yeah. like how, how, it, like one or two words what what would you what would you use to describe him i would say longing honestly like just his kind of oh. aura is, is longing i mean he's very sweet but it's just there's something about it that you've got a dead kid's ghost on his own grave. He's reading a manga called Animal Friends. He's got a sign that says, love thy neighbor, hanging from his tombstone. And right. he's reading about groups of cute little alive friends. And it's yeah. just everything in that moment is just like, oh, <laughs> like you can't help but feel bad for this, this critter. And it only gets worse, but it yeah. already sets up the fact that like, 
this is sad and it's just going to get sadder. Right? Fun. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of got like this weird, maybe bashful jubilation from him. Okay. Where, uh, like, I, I think it is plays into some of the longing because like he's looking at this picture of like what looks almost like Bambi. It's like yeah, a doe. Yeah. You know, and he and then he kind of he puts his hand over his mouth like it almost is like a, to do like a tee but he it's so ordered to maybe blush. Oh, yeah, it was cute. so just, it was so adorable. Maybe it was a manga and he's like a little kawaii ghost. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, maybe he was killed what... by cuteness. Have you ever thought of that? Uh, he was so overwhelmed with cute animals that he just burst and died. <laughs> is that he? Oh no. That's how it happened. <sighs> Too cute for 1945. I feel like I want to know and ask the question, like, what's a hardcore way that Casper could have died? Maybe we'll save that for the end. Uh, yeah. yeah. I do like his little setup, though. He's got, uh, have you ever seen this before? A tombstone with, like, a candle holder in the, in the top of it? <laughs> I've never seen that before. Like, I was, it makes me I was wonder. Yeah, out. is that a thing? Like, it makes me wonder. I've been to several cemeteries Same. and I've never and I've never seen that before I in my like, life. But I didn't re- like react to it like, well, that's really weird. Like I just kind of looked at it and I was like, huh. And there's something in my brain that was like, that might be a thing, but I'm not sure if that's a thing. I don't think it is because ah, I thought there was something serving... for like lights. Like you would go and light a candle, or you would go and light like a little oil lamp, or like there's there's some religious or or cultural thing. But I could be making everything up. I have no idea. No, I you know, and I I think. What's weird about this is that the candle is hanging out yeah, uh, perpendicular up, yeah. to, the gra- to the gravestone. Yeah. And so that's not really going to serve any purpose for anybody because all that's going to happen is the wax is going to drip down into the grass or the ground below but if you're a ghost, or a headstone. Gives shit. Yeah, yeah. Because he's using it as a lighting source yeah. to be able to read his book. His manga. You know, I th- his manga. Like, I think that that's, I think that that's really what is going on here. He's just like, I'm a little bit, I'm a ghost. I'm a little bit chilly, and I'm trying to read, trying to get my read Even on before it was, I... It was a full moon, so he probably should have had plenty of, plenty of light out there. But Dude, I also... Um, let, me, let me take this time to admit, Please. I don't understand how ghosts work. I don't think I'm, anybody really does. I, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. I am... Uh, I, I'm confused at the unknown in this, this regard. Mm-hmm. I don't... I haven't been able to figure it out, uh, especially when it relates to Casper, because... I mean, I don't know. Have you have you ever seen a ghost? Have you ever thought like, oh god, I've seen a ghost? No, I keep looking, unfortunately. Really? Yeah. Most okay. of the time, they're not just like amorphous globs that look like sheets, from what I've been told. Like people <laughs> yeah, that who right. have said that they have seen spirits are usually like humans in some sort of period appropriate costume. So they're in a Civil War costume if they, you know, are ghosts from the Civil War, or it's you know somebody from the seventies if they died in the seventies. So they're always clothed, which I find yeah. bizarre. Uh, right. So, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I saw a ghost when I was in college, and it was, uh, it was not clothed, um, but it also wasn't like a hundred percent visible, mm. and it was something where, uh, a, I, I lived in a, uh, like a, a duplex, and it has shared uh basement with a ghost. Um, no, it, it just yeah, of course, <laughs> and the uh. The laundry room was in the basement, mm. and so you'd walk out the house and down into kind of what looked like an English basement mm-hmm. to, to do your laundry, and uh, it was just, it, there was like one of those like pull string lights that was down there, yeah. and there was a door that was at the far end that was always locked. Like it never, it never opened up. I don't like where this is going. Um, and this our, is our landlord on Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, right. Our landlord, who's oddly enough, his name was Timothy McVeigh. Um, he had said like, "Hey, I have a whole bunch of storage, and I have some things down there." Don't, he's don't like, mind you know, the dead kid parts; just shove them to the side. Yeah. He's like, "Please feel free to just use the you know the laundry that's down there, you know." But everything else, he's just like, "Please, like, I just I have it as like storage for yeah. some of the other properties that I take care of." So, you know, the first thing that we tried to do was obviously open that door, yeah. and it didn't work. So I was like, "Fuck it." So one night I was down there doing my laundry, and I. I I guess I was switching out like my, you know, something into the dryer or whatever, but I was standing there and just that door, like I kid you not, like I'm getting chills just thinking about it. That door just slowly opened. Nope. All like it opened all the way. Nope. 
and I like, and I just, I, you know how like sometimes when you feel something that just is so like, you're just like, something's wrong, something's going on, like something's happening right now. I'm really freaked out. And like, I just like, I began like my breath slowed down to like nothing. And I just, I managed to just like look over to the, like my right, which is where the door was. And like, I just kind of saw like a shadow and I just said, like, added, like squeaked out the words, hello? And the door just slammed shut. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Like immediately bolted out <laughs> upstairs into the kitchen. I never did one of laundry my roommates, again. I have been, I have been laundry free. <laughs> I've just been since... buying new clothes every week from Amazon. <laughs> since 2004, <laughs> I haven't done a load of laundry. Well, that's why I love that we have the cameras on here because those doors are closed. And if they open, <laughs> shit's about to go down. Uh, no, I just did a, um, a couple of things for Nerdist. I actually wrote uh, spooky science articles. One is called the ghost frequency, or the frequency of fear. Ooh. And long story short, there's basically an, what's called an infrasonic frequency, which means it's below our normal threshold of hearing. It comes in around 18 or 19 hertz. Um, if that's running, it could be like a vibration of a piece of equipment or, or something else. It actually resonates with the human eyeball. So you won't feel it, but it'll vibrate your eyes just enough so that like a little moat of dust or something in the in the air looks like a like a amorphous shape or blob like in the corner of your eye like a peripheral vision so you see it and you don't quite know what it is and then you turn to look and it's gone and then people freak the fuck out so they've actually found it in some places like labs that they said were haunted or cellars that they had uh, some equipment going there and they said was haunted or just a natural resonance of the area for whatever reason so that's kind of interesting. Doesn't explain your stuff, but kind of a nice side story. Uh, I'm sure it was probably just wind. I'm sure it was probably just draft. Well, it was shared. It was a shared door. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could, like, I don't know where the door went to. So it, it easily could have been somebody yeah. from, like, one of the other sides of the well, building. It was probably just whatever, like, feral creature Timothy McVeigh had, come, you know, cobbled <sighs> together and then was trying to escape. But you scared it. So it's probably good that you said that. Yeah, yeah, great. It's been my, my defining creepy ghost story. You need to make sure you go and, and watch uh, Channel Zero when you get a chance to. I hear it's one of the scarier things you'll ever see. Um, yeah. I've, I've read about it, and I'm already freaked out and excited about the prospect. Nice. Within like so. five minutes, it's supposed to be something that'll just make you go, nope. So nope. can't wait to watch that tomorrow in the light of day. Um, I think it's based off of Creepypasta is. as well, it is. isn't it? The first one was based off of the Candle Cove. Yeah. Which by the time nice. you guys hear this episode, you should be able to go watch it on sci-fi. So. Oh, cool. Okay, back to actual cartoon ghosts. So I think what you were kind of getting at was like, how do ghosts work? Because what's going on with these particular things? Correct. Yeah. Thank you. The ones that rise up out of the grave once the, the moon rises, they're all just kind of your, your standard ghost approximations. Like they're just like white, kind of transparent, kind of lumpy shapes. They all look identical except for Casper. He's just a smaller version of them. They don't really have any personality to each other. They all just kind of, they act as like a flock, you know? They're like, they just kind of act in a group. They all wake up, they kind of stretch and yawn, and then they're just like, man, can't wait to get scaring some normals. It's going to be a good time tonight. <laughs> Which is interesting because, as we mentioned, sort of the, the whole World War II thing playing yes. into effect, this is sort of where we get that moment where suddenly, as they're all taking off to go scare people, they are all turning into what looks like World War II bombers. Yeah, they make like the, the airplane noises and he even, you know, the leader gets them all like lined up in formation and they fly through the skies in formation. And then they literally just like dive bomb into town and you can kind of hear like people screaming and running through the streets. And I was like, fuck, for 1945, this was probably really messed up. Yeah. You got a bunch of ghosts diving at you from the sky as airplanes. Pretty messed up. And these ghosts are also saying they're like, time to go out and boo people. Yeah, there's a lot of boos out tonight. <laughs> there's a lot of boos out tonight. Boy. Which I originally thought that this was that the title of this cartoon, obviously, there's a good boo or there's a good booze out tonight. Um, I originally thought it was sort of like a play on words like booze, like B-O-O-Z-E. Yeah, there's good booze tonight. Yeah, there's good booze That's tonight. That's what I thought it was too. I'm assuming. Yeah. Is it not? I mean, I, nobody drank anything. Oh, I think just like when you hear the title or when you read it, you oh, kind okay. of chuckle to yourself. That's all. That, these were oh. all kind of like punny back in the day. But then all the right. fact that they're just like, ha ha, here's a real chuckle for you. We're going to blitzkrieg these uh, 
Yeah, it's just pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty we're going to blitzkrieg this town, and then we're going to turn over the entire episode of this dead child. Well, I do like the handoff, though, because as these guys are flying away, there's, like, one guy who's not a plane. He's riding on a broom like a witch. Well, he's riding <laughs> a bicycle like the witch from Wizard of Oz. Uh, right. And he's like, come on, Casper, come with Scaddy's people. And Casper's just like, no, I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. So it's like the only time that you see him interact with any of the other ghosts. And you realize that he's not just going to, like, buddy up with anybody to go do anything. He still has some scruples. Like, so he wants people right. to hang out with who are like-minded to him and aren't just going to dive bomb people in a town. So. And it's that weird moment where suddenly we have Frank Gallup's voice come back yeah. on and he just goes, Casper sees no future in this sort of life, so he goes out to make friends. You're like, what the? Why? Like he, I mean, I uh, guess maybe he used to pal around with them in Blitzkrieg places, but now he just doesn't want to. He just, he's tired of it. He just wants to go make animal friends. Who's the, yeah. uh, who's the first animal he comes across when he goes out? Uh, we get like a, like a steer? Uh, a little, like a, like cow, a calf. Like a, yeah. Yeah. A little baby calf. Uh, yeah. Just drink so out of the a... water, water bucket. Yeah. Next up, we get a we get a skunk. Oh, but but hold on! I mean, it's such a sweet scene between Casper and the little calf because every time Casper approaches, he like you know shyly kind of walks up and he's just like, "Hi, I'm Casper," and then the animal just kind of looks at him for a second and then freaks the fuck out. So like the calf yeah. runs away and gets her mom. The mom comes out. She's gonna charge, and then she sees Casper and then she literally does what we were talking about nursery rhymes off the air earlier. Oh, uh... she literally runs away and jumps over the moon. Oh, that's so right. that was like the one kind of moment in this, this cartoon where it was just like, all right, like a very silly moment that, that served to lighten some of the other things that are going to happen because there's a lot of dark in this, but there were some yeah. kind of lighter, very, very silly moments. So that's the first one. Uh, the second right. one, like you, had, you said, it's the skunk. And when you see a skunk, yeah, you know it's going to happen. Right. Yeah, of course. So this is, a. we talked about this last week a little bit with sort of the Mickey Mouse cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the impersonation or mirroring somebody. Right. And so we have this skunk that's kind of like frolicking across uh, this grass area. And so Casper sort of impersonates the skunk, you know, and just in, in terms of its physicality yeah. and just sort of like walks behind it in a very similar fashion to, to bring up the exact point that you made earlier, Dave, which is the like the very like very timid, yeah. almost like it's childlike. Will, will you be my friend? Yeah. And the skunk is just like, the fuck? <laughs> and immediately, obviously, the skunk just bathes them in some stink, yeah, stink cloud. and run and like runs away. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that the, for the for these two, for the for the calf uh, and its its mom, mm-hmm. and then the skunk, the music that's kind of behind this again is like it's not creepy, like no. it's it's playful, it like it's continually very playful uh, for such dark content. Yeah. They just do that like you know, stinger when they have the uh, when they have the animals react to Casper and that kind of like wide eyed shock moment. They just have a quick like right. stinger and then they kind of run away. But then it goes back to being playful again. I, again, I love this one because Casper is like scrubbing himself clean in that bucket of water, and then he of course runs himself through that that uh, hand power ringer. ringer. Yeah, to like dry yeah. your clothes. He rings himself out, which again very <laughs> cute. Okay, so now we get to uh, the best the best friendship ever since yeah, Fox and I mean, Hound. Rule, rule of three dictates that we have to have a third That's friend right. that comes into right. this. So Casper's pretty bummed out about this. Yeah. So he's sitting on a log. Yeah. He is crying. Ghost tears. Uh, he is he just, <laughs> I do ghosts cry real tears though. I mean, maybe not real tears. It's probably just like a piece of themselves that just gets reabsorbed into themselves. Oh, That's even creepier if I were to, to make a about. guess. Yeah. Oof. Imagine just like crying skin tears. Like if you would just like a piece oh. of your skin would just fall out of your face. And right back in there. Just reabsorb into your cheeks. <laughs> yeah, like clay face tears. Oh god. That's how ghosts work. Oh, that is horribly disgusting to even it's think about. It's gross, but it's actually not too far from the truth because like we just have saline. But anyway, moving on. Fair enough. Uh so we get this we get this red fox yeah. who comes out of this log and he He's like a little puppy. Listening to, he's acting like a little yeah. puppy. He's super cute. That that's it. Like it was really weird too because like there were moments where I was like, I don't understand why they didn't just use a puppy because it becomes glaringly apparent why they didn't shortly. Um, but we have this moment where this red fox is is very much acting like like a small puppy dog, uh, energetic, friendly. You know, they. I don't. I don't know. And I'm always the verdict. I feel like is always kind of out on this, like regarding like animals and like them sensing empathy 
like within people like you know you have dogs and like when you're upset you know it seems like a dog always just kind of like comes to you and kind of wants to comfort yeah. you like if you have one in your house like they sort of tell mood uh or they're able to kind of like understand that within humans and so we get this really sweet moment where this red fox is just like kind of cuddling up to casper yeah. casper doesn't really know what to make of it at first suddenly he's just like oh my god like you want to be friends and like within three seconds yeah. they're just like best friend. you're my best yep. friend you're my best friend like we are we are bffs and you are gonna get because you're my best friend you're gonna get an extra special name yeah. which is an extra special <laughs> what what name did you hear i heard ferdy ferdy okay like ferdinand but ferdy Okay, you heard Ferdy. Ferdy. I heard, I heard Ferdy the second and third time I rewinded it. I heard Flirty. Ooh, Flirty. Wow. And then like the, f- yeah, which I was like, okay, that makes sense. It does. It's whatever. weird, but okay, nineteen forty-five. Kind of weird. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Take it. Uh, but then like the fourth and fifth time I rewinded it, I was just like, no, he said he said Ferdy, like, like, like I don't even like know what fox it. Fox fur. Uh, I don't know. Like if you are like fox fur. Fox fur. Yeah. Fox fur. So. So either way, we got Ferdy. They, yeah. And these guys are cute. So, like they're so, they're playing fetch, they're playing tug of war, they're playing hide and seek, they're playing some games. They're having a good time. Right. Well, oof, let's get into this hide and go oh, seek. Hide that and they seek. Kids never play hide and seek in the forest with a with a dead yeah. kid. Yeah, always a bad always time. Always a bad time. So, in this moment where Casper is counting down for this hide and go seek, and the fox, our our little buddy Ferdy, mm-hmm. is off running around, uh, this is the moment where suddenly we're introduced to another set of people. We're introduced to which kind of looks a little bit demonic as it's coming over this this hill yeah. you get these you get these two hound dogs and a, a hunter on a mm-hmm. horse with a shotgun oh. and so uh, they come over and suddenly the two hounds they sniff out and they see the fox and the hunter begins to just unload this shotgun towards Ferdy. yeah and casper still is counting now, down at this point like hiding by a tree counting down right. peeking birdie countdown Birdie is suddenly now like really, really scared yeah. and he is running all over the place. Casper really doesn't know what's going on in this moment. And so, you know, he hasn't like really done anything yet. He's like, he's finished counting. Yeah. He was dedicated he to was. the game really and was. I can respect that, yeah. you know? And so all of a sudden Casper hears like some gunshots and he's like, oh crap, I don't know what's going yeah. on. Rushes over. Well, meanwhile, Ferdy's been like running back and forth across the creek and like hiding under bushes and running yeah. around trees and all over the place. So this little thing's petrified but trying to get away right and there was there was a moment i just want to mention earlier when they were playing like fetch and hide and seek there was a moment and this is tough there was a moment where ferdy was uh going to get like the stick and he was kind of like half under a bush so he was kind of like wiggling under a bush and casper comes across him and he sees his feet just sticking out of a bush well the first time we saw him he kind of turns around and he's got this stick and he's all happy and they're gonna play right and then we cut to later in the hide and seek Well, we should mention that at this point, Casper has rushed to the aid of Freddy yeah. and has now scared away the dog and the hunter. Which, again, there was a little touch of that kind of silliness there because, like, the dogs come screeching to a, a halt and all the color drains they turn, out of they them. They turn bright, yeah. like a pure a white. white. And they, they go yeah. running. The horse comes to a dead halt, so the uh, rider goes sailing over his head but kind of just hangs in midair. So by the time the horse takes off, it just drags him back with him. So they all go off running right. over the hill. So it looks like the day is saved. Everything's fine. Casper saved his little buddy. Damn, I wish that was the case. <laughs> it should have been. Because he... If it was a he, 2016 over, Casper, it would have been. Yeah, because he goes over to this bush. Yeah. And again, like you, like you set up, Dave, he sees his feet. And he's just like, oh, Ferdy thinks he's totally fine. No, Ferdy's he's dead. super dead. Ferdy's, Ferdy has been shot, and he's now lying dead in a bush. In a, in a bush. And Casper picks him up, so it's not, it's not bad enough that they have to like just hint. Like, oh, he's not moving. He's probably either paralyzed or super dead. They show Casper pick him up, cradle his dead, lifeless, limp little fox body. His head and tongue Even- are like lolling to the side. Like, whoever animated this really took time to be like, this thing is dead. Stone like, Casper- dead. Casper, in his excitement of having like frightened off everybody, just goes, "Birdie, they're gone!" And then is just like poke, poke, yeah, poke. like poking at it with a stick, basically. He's just limp and lifeless and in his so Casper's dead ghost boy arms. Yeah, Casper's cradling it to his chest. 
And he's like, oh, Ferdy, the only friend I ever had in my whole life. And I've just, at that point, like, A, that's bad enough on the first level. All right. And then if you think about this, Casper said, only friend I've had in my whole life. That means even when he was alive as a kid, he had no friends. So you've got this kid who only lives to the age of, I don't know, five or six, maybe a little older, never had any friends, dies without any friends, presumably without any parents. So I don't know what happened to this kid. And then in the afterlife, all he wants is a friend. He finally gets one and it dies within moments of meeting him. I just, I was like, man, I don't think I would have picked up on it this much as a kid. I would have been sad, but then I would have gone like played with my director set or whatever. Like it would have been fine. But the fact that I'm sitting here like thinking about this now, I'm like, this is one of the most depressing things we've ever watched for a kid show. And it's not over yet. It's not because suddenly we have Casper next to his grave. He's digging a grave for Ferdy. Well, tiny grave. Ferdy's already buried. Oh, yeah. Ferdy's already yeah, buried in he there. He didn't go home. Casper, Casper is sitting in his poop stance yep. back on his grave, and he's just bawling his eyes yeah. out. Poor little guy can't make or keep a friend to save his life. Oof. Um, Literally. <laughs> yeah. It's so just in this, in this moment, suddenly, we just kind of like, as he's crying, we see ghost Ferdy kind of like creep up out of the grave and just like start playing with him again like he's a puppy dog. Which. I mean, for endings, okay. Super dark, guys. But uh, at yeah. least they kind of have friends now. It reminded me of like Jack Skellington and Zero from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. His little ghost dog. Yeah. So that was kind of cute. However, the problem I had was with the narrator. Let's get into it, because this is what I noted as so well. So the very last thing you hear was like the same thing you hear at the end of every kind of stressful movie or story or cartoon show. The narrator going, and so Casper and Ferdy lived happily ever after. I was like, <laughs> fuck you, narrator. Nobody's alive. Everybody's dead. They didn't live at all. The word, the word that I picked up on was just live. Yeah. Like, they lived happily ever after. I'm like, do no, we not know dead. that we just watched an eight-minute cartoon about a dead kid? Yeah, and you shot a fox. Yeah. He's dead, too. <sighs> Aziz. Like, nothing's living in this. <laughs> Aziz, nothing's living in this one. I don't get it. Man. That was rough. Because then I started thinking about it more. So I started thinking about like, A, we don't know how long Casper's been dead. We don't know what kind of era or time he grew up in. He only got to spend a few years on this earth. And we don't know what those years were like. We have no clue what his life was like. What his parents were like if he was an orphan. Pretty garbage. Probably garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming he was an orphan. I'm assuming he died of the dysentery. Yeah. He never had any friends. He probably had some bad touch in his life. And then he just kind of died in like a pauper's grave surrounded by a bunch of jerks and criminals that just wanted to blitzkrieg people for fun in the afterlife. This is like the most depressing cartoon character possibly ever made. Worse than Droopy Dog, so, worse than Eeyore. This is really sad. The, the thought that I had with this yeah. that made it very depressing for me was that... In, so, again, we don't have no idea how long Caster's been dead. We have no long how... We have no idea how long he's been going out and trying to make friends unsuccessfully. How many foxes have died in the, right. in the process? Like, there could be a whole pet cemetery oh, that's populated with shit that Casper has, like, tried to interact with at some point on some yeah. level. So the thing that was really creepy for me was that when, they were, when Casper is holding Ferdy and he's like, you're, like, you're, my, you're, like, you're my, my, my best friend. Like, you're the only friend I've ever had. You're the only friend I've ever had. It, to me... That moment was heartbreaking because has he gone, like, is, A, number one, is this the first night that he's gone out to try to make friends? Or is this, like, a regular every night occurrence where he has, like, been going out for years and years? Like, again, no idea how long. This could be decades. It could have been a century. He could have been going out for centuries trying to make friends. And, like, and nothing ever happened. Like, nothing ever became of this. And everybody was just like, no, nah, I don't want to talk to you, dead kid, for good reasons. Yeah, don't talk to dead kids. Yeah, bad idea. But then when that fox right? does it, he's punished for it. Right. Ugh. Like, I, I keep thinking, you know, for, for some of these, these cartoons, like, you know, in terms of, like, morals or, like, takeaways that people were supposed to have. Yeah. Like, I know, I know on some level, I know on some level that we have to just look at these things sometimes at, like, face yeah, value. Definitely. And just say, you know what? This is just a fun, silly cartoon with some like bizarrely comedic moments where we have people being drained of color and then cows jumping over the moon and or a dead kid going through a wash wash bin. Hilarious. Like 
I get it. Like these are things that we have to understand and we have to just at some level just be like, these things are crazy. Things are weird and get over them. But then you think about just sort of the backstory because, you know, obviously whenever you introduce something like this, like this became the most famous franchise for this studio. Like, I don't, I don't really know what else they have, but nothing obviously hit the pinnacle of, of success that Casper did. And, and I remember Casper. I mean, I don't really like, again, as we mentioned, I don't think I really ever like sought out or watched like a ton of Casper cartoons when I was younger, but I I knew about him. Like he was even in my little like eighties kid brain. He was a part of the zeitgeist of things that were available to me. This is a recognizable name. And for people to suddenly begin to ask questions like, so really what's up with this dead kid? (laughs) You know, (laughs) it feels like it almost comes at like the price of just like, guys, this is too late. Like if you hadn't thought about this previously, you know, in 1945 when you created this or even the 1930s like you know when this was like something that you guys were cooking up and putting into like a storybook for kids yeah. like you wouldn't have any like if i ever come up with any story that i put out into the world my that involves anything that's dead in some way shape or form i better fucking have a justification for why that thing is goddamn that's dead you didn't have to back in 1930s 1945 nobody nobody gave a shit about that oh simpler time back simpler then time, we hardy just, stock oh, we could just overlook anything that's right <laughs> greatest generation blah 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 greatest generation doesn't need uh stories to be stories a ghost he's a kid now ghost he backs. yeah kid, kid ghost. ghost now he's got, a, don't you now like he's got about a fox it? ghost friend what do you what's, what's your problem you uh, you keep asking, you keep asking questions. You're about to become a kid ghost. <laughs> I feel like that was probably a threat. Like, you want to get made into another <laughs> Casper? I got another Casper <laughs> for you. Yikes! I love that there was a controversy, not controversy. There was a uh, a theory out there that Casper was the ghost of Richie Rich. <laughs> Go for a while because they look <laughs> like identical. Uh, I'd be okay with that one. That's much funnier. Yeah, That's much funnier. That rich bastard they had it coming to him. Anything else from this, uh, this show? We should have just watched the Halloween special. It was from like the uh, 80s, I think. It was when he was like rounded and just getting picked on by his brothers. and yeah, wasn't I mean, actually was, dealing I, so with I, death. I, he was just doing fun stuff. I mean, I watched the first couple minutes yeah. of the Halloween special. Yeah. And it has, oddly enough, it has a, a song. It starts with a song yeah. um, about getting candy from people's houses. Okay. Um, and, and much to these kids, like much to the excitement of these kids, they are extremely overindulgent. And there's like one fat kid that's in their posse yeah. that's sort of going around. And at one point, like as all of these, these candies and all of these treats are kind of swirling around them, they kind of then refocus in on the fat kid's gut. It like one shot. And I was like, well, wait a Way to fat shame that alive kid. Now let's go fat shame this dead kid. Like, but maybe they were trying to say like, "Hey, kids out there, hey, don't eat a lot of this Halloween candy. You're gonna be a fat kid, and if you are a fat kid for too long, then you're gonna be a dead kid." Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't well, know. be honest with you, the song was a little bit confusing because of the fact that I don't know where these kids were doing their trick or treating, but they were talking about the fact that like they get cakes. Like at one point, it showed like somebody with different like what time. looked like a giant edible arrangement, different time. and I was like, "Where the fuck are they getting?" Every kid all this in 1945, food? every kid who was not a ghost got his own custom Halloween smorgasbord. Fact. It was just it was it was very weird to suddenly have like it was like a fruit basket, and then it was like a cake, and at one point they were just like, "We get malted milkshakes." I'm Ooh. like, "Who the?" fuck is making this shit for you the funniest thing is that now like i i loved halloween growing up i loved a being a kid and going around and and doing all the trick-or-treating but i also loved as like you know like young adult and stuff actually putting candy out and then talking to people as they came by as i've gotten older and i'm still like you know single creepy white male uh that just like lives by himself in an apartment so (laughs) when i put candy out for kids most parents aren't like let's go to this guy first they're like fuck this place. We're going to go where we know it's safe. And they've got like these apps. You've got maps, you've got Facebook pages, you've got websites dedicated to a, where the the best uh, hall is, but also like concentrated areas. So they know that it's like a safe neighborhood. And I mean, it's great, but at the same time, it kind of takes away from that community spirit, that community essence. You know what I mean? There's a ton of kids in this area, but none of them trick or treat here. They all caravan up to some, some richer area. It's crazy. So Dave, you know you know the area that mm-hmm. I live in. 
um, there are a bunch of families mm-hmm. uh, with all small young children that dress up for yeah. Halloween. And the, the first year that I lived in this area, uh, I went out and I bought a bunch of yeah. candy. Bought, I bought a ton of candy. I dressed up. I okay. put a thing on the door. Leave your porch uh, light on. Yeah, left my porch light on. There was, I think, probably like a, a community email that went around, and I was just like, yeah, I'll have candy. I had two kids show I know. up. It's like... I had two kids show up, and it was, it, they were just like, trick or treat. And I was like, hey, you guys look great. Like, how's it going? Like, you guys having fun tonight? And they're like, yeah, can we get some candy? Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. I just basically, at that point of the evening, I just handed them like That's handfuls what I did. of stuff. I, I, I only like, had, I had one set of parents come up, and they had two kids. And that was it. It was the end of the night. And I was just like, you guys take literally as much as you want. And they were just like, the kids were so good that they had been told, like, you only take one, maybe two pieces. So each of these little kids took one or two pieces from this giant fucking jack-o'-lantern stuffed full of candy that I was now going to have to eat. That's the worst yeah. part is once, once these that, kids don't eat it, you got to eat all this shit. And now I have diabetes. amazing. Is the moral of that story. <laughs> so. so now I don't, I don't buy candy. I turn my lights off. I sit out on the porch with a shotgun, and nobody bothers me. Fine. Old man Dave. Right. Got some candy for that ass. Ooh, that sounded that weird. That did sound me. weird. It sounded very sexual. Well, guess what? Don't come by my house on Halloween. Lesson learned. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise Dave's going to get that candy <laughs> ass. What? So, what are you doing, Dave? Moving on. So anything else from uh, this episode, Casper the Friendly Ghost? Nah, let's put a nail in this Yikes. coffin. Um, apparently, that's what they forgot to do. It keeps leaking out. <laughs> Look, we talked about a lot of pretty, pretty rough stuff here. I did pick a, uh, a user review that's a little, a little, has a little lighter side to it. Um, you want to read this one or do you want me to read this? Please give me to read this. this. Okay. So this one is called The Friendly Ghost is Interesting for the Introduction of One Unique Cartoon Character Named Casper. <laughs> a little overkill there, but that's, that's okay. Uh... This is from TAVM from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Of, co- of course. Of course. <laughs> Caution, this review may contain spoilers. I love that. Just rewatch this public domain Famous Studios cartoon on YouTube. This is the one that introduced a little ghost named Casper to movie audiences in the last year of World War II. Its message of tolerance to anyone different, whether physically or otherwise, seemed quite relevant to anyone wanting to understand other nationalities and cultures. I'm sure that's exactly what they were concerned with during World War II. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, this was probably just a cute story meant to amuse and maybe scare children a little for a brief six minutes before the main feature. But like that tale of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer does address in some way how ignorant prejudice is. Anyway, while the syrup seemed to be laid a little thick concerning Casper's sadness and seeing him trying to kill himself by laying on the tracks might not be something you'd want your child to witness. This is still just a harmless tale of how useful one is despite shortcomings you think you have. So this is from another of the 1945 episodes, the... The other one that we had mentioned, um, in addition to uh, tonight's tale, where apparently Casper goes out, tries to find some more friends, and then gets so depressed that he tries to re-kill himself by laying in front of a train. Is this uh, a haunting we will I go? So. Yeah. Okay. So that's what this is from. Oh boy. So they definitely eased up a little bit with the doom and gloom in later years and made him into a much kind of funnier and more fun cartoon character than, you know a herald of death and inescapable fate and depression. So, oh, man. I mean, yeah, I'm not even going to make the joke and say Casper's my spirit animal because that's just too dark. Is he your Patronus? Oh, I wish he was my Patronus. <laughs> that's good. the shit out of most, most people except tiny foxes. Yeah, would he, he'd come out of your wand and just be like... <laughs> just crying over everybody. Crying ghost tears. Oh, All yeah, right. Well, do you recommend this one, or or if not, does it get the dip? Uh, don't do it to Casper. Don't do no, it. No, no, no. Either I'm, put him out I of mean, his misery I, or leave him alone. No, I think I think the, the if the point is to uh, to to find something that is culturally significant, yeah. I have to recommend Casper. Yeah. Uh, I definitely would not give him the dip. That's good. But I, I will say that just in terms of the content and uh, the nature of the story. And what's available, I would say, you know, you really kind of, since these are shorter cartoons, I would sort of, if you can, watch a couple of them or a couple of the original ones all at the same right. time to really kind of get a full understanding of sort of the, the sadness and depravity that is <laughs> Casper the Friendly Ghost. 
Um, otherwise, I, I think just taken in like a like a single hit, it it just it seems it seems just so uh, just so depressing. I mean, it really is. Um, <sighs> I I recommend checking out. I mean, Casper. it's a, a dead. He's a fun character. You do can be a fun character. Maybe right. not this particular cartoon. If you're interested in the more like the fun lighthearted side of Casper where he's just like he's just like a ghost character and he's palling around he's getting picked on but he's having a good time hey guys I'm happy to be dead yeah Yeah. all right well I mean I'd rather tone it it I'd rather watch a character that's happy to be dead than a character who's like just really miserable being dead because there's just nowhere to go from there he can't kill himself and he also can't make any friends because they die but that's what Casper but but that's what Casper is he's miserable that he's dead and so everything around this just feels sad. Right, but in later iterations like the, of this, like once they get out of this doom and gloom, once they get out of World War II era and they get into like the 60s <laughs> and then definitely in the 80s, he lightens up and he's just like, he's fine with it because he's just like, I'm just, I'm just the way that I am and whatever. So they still have fun it's with like a the, weird. Yeah, they still have fun with the mechanic of like him being like, hi, I'm Casper. And then he just scares the shit out of people. But he's still just, he's just friendly. He's not depressed. He's friendly. And he does have friends at that point. Okay. I'd, I'd stick with that. I'm not going to give this thing the dip because it's culturally whatever, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> but it was a rough watch, man, especially because we analyze stuff and overanalyze it. Gets a little rough. Gets Ugh. a little rough. But at least Casper's hanging out with that dead fox friend somewhere. If you want to be our dead fox friend, you can find us over at SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. But in the meantime, <laughs> Sean, buddy, what do you have going on for the next couple of weeks? Oh man, uh, I've mentioned this a couple times, but I perform with Washington Improv Theater. We have a show that is going on right now called POTUS Among Us. It is a satire of the 2016 election cycle, not with the specific candidates that you know that are currently in the news, but these are candidates that care about you and specifically your minutia and bullshit that you want to have addressed right. in the election cycle. So you can check out more information witdc.org. As always, in November 9th to the 12th, I'm working with the District Improv Festival. You can find out tickets uh, and also check out the workshops that we have available, districtimprov.org. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. Fantastic. You can find me on Twitter at DrClawMD. You can also find my handiwork on Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveTrumbor.com. I did recently put up a spooky sci-fi story for you guys up there. So if you head on over to that site, you can check it out. If you're interested in finding out more about Saturday Morning Cartoons, you can do so at our aforementioned website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, that's a morning with a U. You can also find us on Twitter, at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page. Uh, keep the conversation going over on Facebook. Keep those likes and subscriptions on YouTube. And then you can listen to our free audio podcast each and every week through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you guys have a suggestion for a future episode or just want to drop us a line, you can send us an email at SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. We're going to wrap up Monster Madness Month next week with a very special Halloween special that may be familiar to many of you out there. It's not one of my favorites. I'm going to take some flack for that. Ooh, man. It's not one of my favorites. Never really liked it as a kid. Still not a big fan today, but I'm going to watch it because I love you guys. I'll be honest. I have not watched this in a very long time. And so I. I thought. It's been maybe like like 25 years. No, I've watched this, but it's been maybe 25 years. And so, like, I, I really don't know what to expect going into this. Yeah, I just, I, this isn't anything I ever seek out. I like the comics. I like reading the comics, but I've never been a big fan of the cartoon. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm indifferent towards the comics. Yeah. So I'm curious if I'm going to be indifferent to the animated spectacle well, that this is. What are we is. watching? Because I know there's a lot of fans out there, and they're probably going to hate us for being <laughs> at least ambivalent <laughs> at best. Oh, man, we're talking Charlie Brown great pumpkin yeah it's that great pumpkin charlie brown uh i don't even know i'm hoping there's no dead I don't even kids know either i don't think there's any dead peanuts kids is there uh i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be honest yeah. with you fingers fucking crossed Man, the, uh, just complete the set i guess <laughs> i hope not i want to book in this month i'm gonna book in all of october <laughs> which is dead creepy Could kids i'd love to see a peanuts and like stand by me crossover where like charlie brown oh, and the gang no. just like find a dead kid in the woods on the it's like Linus. Tracks. He's like, Linus is like, you guys want to see a dead yeah. body? And like Schroeder just like, and then it's Pigpen because he's got all the flies around his body. 
Anyway, so that's enough dead kids for tonight. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Saturday Morning Cartoons. We will see you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.